Are You the One? Episode 10. Holy shit. I'm like, that episode fucked me up. <laughs> I honestly like had to force myself to do this podcast. Um, I've uh, been in such a frenzy about Are You the One? I've been like so obsessed with it and so excited by it. And I've been like rewatching it and rewatching it and listening to podcasts and you know, totally stalking people on uh, Twitter. And it got really out of hand last week. I was just like getting, uh, I discovered how to create gifts and I was just getting really out of hand, um, spending way too much time on it and looked forward so much to this episode. And then this episode just like raked me over the coals. I don't even know. Um, and now I just feel emotionally exhausted. <laughs> Is that how everyone's feeling? I don't even know. I mean, nothing that happened was a surprise to me. But still, the fact that they packed so much into one episode, just that was what kind of blew me away. It was, um, I wish they had just taken more time to finish up, like added another episode to the season. So we had a little more time to recover between each major development. But it was like, ugh, I don't even remember the order, but let me just say that I already knew all of the math. Um, I knew the two exact scenarios and had already worked out myself, you know, exactly like if Dan and Kai, Dan and Danny and Kai are a match, exactly who that would mean would have to be a match and who wouldn't. Um, and then on the other hand, if Jax was a match, um, or Jax were a match, then, uh, what those matches would work out. We obviously already knew about Basit and Jonathan, which is how we were able to work all that out. Um, and so anyway, none of that was news to me. I also knew from watching the, um, there was a video on YouTube called, uh, like how to be an ally. And it was like the, the, are you the one cast? So there's, there've been some promotional videos about the season where they actually pulled different footage from the show than we saw in the opening credits. And so there was that Remy and, um, page kiss on the mountains, their first kiss basically. And it was really beautiful in that. And so I had caught that the other day and I was like, oh shit. And then there was already, I knew in the opening credits, there was this other kiss in the pool. So I knew that Remy and Paige were going to get together, you know? And also I'm like pretty shocked about how this season, uh, there's been, I don't know what their contract is like. And I, I, to be honest, I'm not really, I've never been a big follower on social media. So maybe this has been true of all seasons, but I'm pretty shocked that they ha they are all so obvious on Instagram before the season has finished airing about where they are in their current relationships. For instance, like Remy and Paige are obviously dating. They're posting pictures together constantly. He posted a picture of her butt from like, I don't know, one of the early episodes and said the best thing about every morning or something like that. It's like, you know, these two are obviously together. He's been doing hashtag rage, you know, and the birth of hashtag rage this whole time. Um, so they've, they kind of ruined the, between MTV and these guys on Instagram, they've ruined the suspense for me. It's been spoiled, you know, quite a long time ago. Um, so again, nothing I saw was surprising and I knew they were not a match. Um, and likewise, like, 
I don't know what's going on with Jonathan and Bissett. I feel like they've been a little more on the down low, but um, for sure Max and Justin are still together because Justin is writing, or is making these like beautiful compilation videos and they're like, my mans and all this stuff. So I, I didn't, I would have assumed that like on The Bachelorette, for instance, that, uh, or The Bachelor, that whole franchise, their contracts are ironclad. Like if they were to admit anything about who they're with after the show, you know, whether it worked out or didn't, if they were to let that leak while while it, the show was airing, I mean, I don't know what the fines would be or what the repercussions would be, but it would be a huge deal. So I'm pretty surprised that all this is happening. So having said all that, there was not a single twist that I did not already know about. The other one being that Nor and Jasmine were a match. Like we've, anyone who figured out the math knew that and everyone on the boards was saying it anyway. Um, so everyone knew and was laughing about that well ahead of time, but holy shit. I mean, just to see all of it happen, like, I don't know why I was just not prepared, even though I, I was prepared, I was preparing myself emotionally for like just it being a really tough episode. I guess what I wasn't ready for was just like the rapid fire pace of all of those things happening and being realized at once. It was just like, I'm trying to think of a metaphor, but like I said, I can't even, I can barely move right now, okay? So don't ask me to be creative. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so first of all, I'd also like to say that my crush on Remy has like, it it had reached an all-time high this week, Um, and... I'm at the point where it, like, almost pains me to see him, like, falling in love with Paige and knowing that they're going to work out. Like, I, on the one hand, like, really love both of them and, like, obviously want them to be happy and think they're an amazing match. And, like, that's why we all love him is that we love him because of how he loves her and, you know, well, obviously for all the other things. We love them both for the way they are and the way they are together. But, yeah, it's, like, gotten to the point where it actually, like, hurts me. (laughs) It makes me jealous to see, like, how beautiful their love is. Um, So it started with that, you know, with them assembling the furniture and them winning and then going on their first date, and I just knew what was going to come. And then that kiss was so beautiful. Um, But, again, I had already seen the kiss. It was the hug afterwards where she kind of, like, pounced on him and they fell over and, like, the rain and... Uh, it was so, so amazing. It was, I would say, the most beautiful moment ever captured on Are You The One. It was so pretty. And then they immediately go into the truth booth, and, like, again, I knew what was going to happen. I was like, oh, fuck. So, like, the second they kiss, I'm like, oh, my God, they just kiss. Like, and then when they got voted in before they even went in, I'm like, it doesn't matter that you're not a match. Like, you know. I'm writing this on Twitter, like, five seconds ahead of everything that's happening on the episode. I'm, like, anticipating. Um, but, yeah, then to see them just be, like, so sad. And then I kind of ex- expected, like, in the past for people to sort of be like, are you guys okay? But instead, we get no time to recover. Carrie is, like, on crack. She is just, all right, fuck your feelings. We're doing this. Come on, come on. I mean, it was crazy. And then... I didn't even have a chance to be mad at Carrie because then she and Danny start, like, destroying, you know, the strategy in a good way. Like, just, you know, kicking 
ass figuring out everything. It was like, boom, 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 boom. It's just like one explosion after another. Oh, that means Nora and Jasmine. And, and then that moment was like surprisingly adorable. Nora has become so cute. Those two are so funny. I really didn't like Jasmine at first. I really didn't like Nora at first. And then I started to love Jasmine. And I started to love Nora. I realized last week after her psychotic episode and like the second under the sea episode, um, where she's like, you're nothing but a fuckboy bitch. Like, you know, like that whole thing. At first I was like, ugh, this shit is so trashy and like no one wants to watch this. But as I kept like rewatching the episode over and over again to try to like pull gifts out of it, um, it really did start, start to feel like a work of art. I mean, it was so funny and she's, it really did start to feel like poetry. Um, and so I started to actually appreciate and love Nora in all of her insane glory. So, um, that was that. And then, I forgot what I was saying. Oh yeah, so just those two together, <laughs> when they were like, I thought that it was going to take some more time for them to warm up, but it was like, they went from being enemies to madly in love in two seconds, and then they had an, an adorable kiss where they fall over, and I'm just thinking, like, again, never, ever in Are You the One history, they always figure it out, the cast, almost always, but there's usually a lot of, like, begrudging couples that come out of it where they're like, yeah, I'm sitting with this person because they're my match by strategy, but I don't really care about them. But this season, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. And then it makes me wonder if, like, Nora and Jasmine are still together because Nora has been... Um, showing a lot of growth on the show, but on Instagram, or sorry, not Instagram, on Twitter, she's, like, just as aggressive and bitchy as she, you know, has been, um, towards everyone, she's fighting with Paige online, but then I saw a picture of them hugging <laughs> her and Paige, so I'm like, I don't even know, I can't even keep up with what's going on, so, um, then we get into this whole Kai and Danny thing, where they're connecting, and, I, I mean, Kai has been saying on interviews that, you know, we need to wait for his redemption arc, um, which I'm, like, totally ready for, ready to go, love it, but um, I hope it's not just, I mean, I think there's more to come. If it's just him sitting with Danny and listening to Danny be sad and making a sad face, you know, when Danny said, I think such an insightful thing, which is that I'm, like, Worried that I'm going to be some... I'm what somebody needs, but I'm not what somebody wants. Um, and... To which Kai made a really sad face and then said, You're exactly what I need. And I was like, that was not helpful. <laughs> like, way to say exactly what he was worried about. Um, but it was nice to see them laying down and talking and everything. And I think that there could be something there. I, I actually preferred earlier on the conversation where they had where Kai was asking Danny about his, like, gender identity. Because it's true, Danny has, really enjoys dressing up as a woman. We've seen that numerous times. Um, and I thought that that was a nice conversation. Really, a, yet another beautiful conversation that MTV caught about this journey that these people are on. So I loved that. Um, but, I mean... I would not say that Kai is on, has completed his redemption arc whatsoever. So hope there's more in there. Um, 
in terms of, uh, so then there's Jax, right? And they're obviously upset because there's, you know, a 50-50 chance that they're not a match at this point. Um, and I mean, I don't know. Everyone seems to think that they're not a match. You know, and it could be. It seems like from the previews, you know, they're not. Um, and that is hard to take. But again, you know, I think that at this point, what I wished they had said in their conversation, I really wish that Justin had said, instead of trying to comfort um, Max by being like, what, just just assume the best possible scenario is going to happen, that we are a perfect match and that we found our perfect match and we don't have to do you know, we don't have to worry about it anymore. I think what he should have said is, like, we're at this point where we found each other and it doesn't really matter who our perfect match is because you're my you're my perfect match in real life, so let's just finish playing out this game and I'm not going anywhere. But instead, uh, him responding in the way he did made me feel very shaky, like he really wants to kind of see what happens with his real match. Um but then again, I know from real life, I would be just so much more in suspense if I wasn't all over Twitter following these people and if they weren't being so blatant about where they are with each other. So that was weird. I have to say, I hate like going back and forth about everyone, but the more the season has gone on, I just really dislike Amber, which shocked me because I remember at the beginning, she was one of my favorites. I just thought like, what a funny, like... What, what a cool, sweet, nice girl. You know, she was just, like, getting cheated on by Noor, and she was this, like, ride or die. And now, I mean, this whole... I, I'm just not look, liking this look on Amber, <laughs> um, trying to break up Jax. It's, it's just, like, disrespectful. Um, and honestly, I don't know if I missed something, but I was really confused about why she and Max assembled the Ikea thing together? Like, why weren't they... Why didn't he and Justin do that together? I I was trying to think, and I was like, did they say that in this um, elimination challenge or whatever, or this challenge, you have to do, like, male-female partners? Because that doesn't seem like... That doesn't make sense that they would say that because we have people in the cast that are neither male nor female. So I couldn't understand the logic of why... I don't know. Anyway... Um, I'm really annoyed with Amber. I've been growing tired of her laugh (laughs) over time anyway. Um, and I just think like, you know, I know you have a crush. I know you have like an unrequited love, but, um, you know, he's not for you. Like all these people, Amber and Jonathan, you know, they're lusting after Justin's looks and Justin is a lot more than that. Like, Max doesn't love him for his looks. He loves him for his heart, you know, and his his broken heart, really, and his story and so many things. They they love each other because they're true love, and I think. Um, and Amber just thinks he's hot. And I'm like, you know, Amber, you really need to just fucking go get laid by, like, literally anyone else in the house. Just get out of here. I'm, I'm so fucking sick of her. Um... Yeah, I have to say, I, like, really hate Amber right now. And 
I'm also mad at her because she made me feel like an idiot because I really thought from the beginning that she was such a great person and now I just like feel mad at myself for falling for it. Um, so that also kind of puts into question for me, you know, I think Paige and Amber were a potential match and I still think that, that Paige is a wonderful person, you know, and now I think Amber's a garbage person. So now I'm like, no, they're not a match anymore. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I, I think that's most of what I wanted to say from the episode. Um, where I am right now is that I had to delete Twitter from my phone because it's just too much. I'm like, it was too much of a high and then I feel like I crashed and now I'm just like, whatever. Like, all these people not being matches in real life, like, none of this, what's happening in the show really matters at this point. I just have to, like, calm down and watch it for entertainment. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing who's still together and who's not and then I'm looking forward to moving on with my life. Um, I still think that this show is, like, beautiful and epic, but it's, like, no longer healthy for me to, uh, to obsess about it the way I have been, so. And, and I could bring that up because that would be my message to Amber. It's like, listen, I fucking love Remy, but he loves Paige, so what am I gonna do? Like, continue to fucking obsess about someone? For the wrong reasons, by the way, because I don't actually know him. Am I gonna obsess about him and, like, what, like, resent somebody who's, like, actually in a healthy relationship? No, you have to get yourself under fucking control, Amber, and remove yourself from the situation and turn your attention to something that, you know, is an actual option in your life or center yourself and find a way to be happy for the rest of the season, you know, without centering your life around breaking up a couple that's really great. So I don't know. I'm, it's really hard to, to watch her being like this. And, um, you know, I'm not somebody to me, like my interactions on the internet and the cast, like, I don't want to put negativity out there and just, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to write Amber and be like, you fucking bitch. Like, I hate you now. And I never wrote, I'm not going to write nor, Like, when I was annoyed with her, I wasn't going to be like, you're a garbage person. Like, I I said that earlier, you know? I mean, this is a television show, and we're just watching the plot line, and I know that we're all just reacting. First of all, we're all equally reacting um, to this uh, story that's being presented to us. And it sounds pretty accurate for the most part. I mean, from the interviews I've heard from Max and from Carrie... I listen to these interviews to try to see, like, if the story that we see is the story that really happened, and they haven't said a single thing that, like, you know, it seems very, they have, they have only confirmed that the storyline that's been presented to us is accurate. But nevertheless, we're still seeing only pieces of these people at a time, and that's why we fluctuate so wildly between hating Jonathan and then loving Jonathan and then, like, loving Amber and now hating Amber and hating Nor and now loving Nor. It's like, you know, this kind of extreme reaction to people is not normal and not measured. And so, um, I don't know, I guess I'm just at a point where I just feel like we all need to calm down uh, just, like, center ourselves and reflect and, um, 
And remember something that I did see on Twitter that I really liked, where somebody said, Carrie, win or lose, you guys have already done an amazing job representing the queer community, and you've already done so so much good. So, yeah, I mean, uh, this season has already been a huge win. My mind has been absolutely expanded beyond belief. Um, my love for Basit has, like, allowed me for the first time to actually try to use the pronouns, you know, they, them, which I've always, like, been really irritated by and resented. Um, and I think many people do. It's, it's a really difficult adjustment. Um, but just the fact that for the first time I've met someone who identifies that way and that I have had to practice, like, that in and of itself is a huge deal. You know, another thing that happened in the first episode was that um, I remember when Basit and Kai came on, and they were two of the earliest ca- characters to be introduced, um, my remember my first thought was I was shocked a little bit because I thought, oh, this is going to be a bi-cast, but it didn't occur to me that they were going to put, like, you know, I, I thought it was going to be sexually fluid. I did not expect gender fluid um, to be there, and I was really surprised my first thought was, wow, nope, these two are going to be, like, essentially how Danny has become in this season. Like, no one's going to choose them. They're going to feel like the outcasts. I thought that about both um, Basit and Kai. And right away, you know, Basit walks in and Kai's like, you're beautiful, you know? And, and, and like, when Jenna immediately is like, wow, Kai is so hot. He's so androgynous. He's so my type. That really blew my mind. Um, because to me, again, attraction for me was always like very binary. Like men are supposed to look like this and women are supposed to look like this. And everyone in the middle should feel really lucky if anyone would be with them because they're like in this very small minority and they're not going to appeal to either gender. And I, I, it really, um, it was just so awesome to be, like, proven wrong so quickly, and in her being attracted to Kai, and then also her, like, hooking up with Kai immediately, and just such a beautiful thing saying, you know, I've never been attracted to a trans person before, I've never been with a trans person before, but it's exactly the same, it's just a person, was so beautiful, so I just want us to, like, remind ourselves that all this drama and the back and forth and the relationships, like, that's MTV shit, you know? What's really important is that um, there was real love in that house um, between all of these people as friends. There was, they truly did create a safe space for everyone in that cast, and they created a safe space um, in the world, I think, you know, in popular culture. Um, They created, for me, a new perspective that, um, you know, everything in the middle is just as attractive as everything at the edges. You know, we saw that with Jonathan, too. He was struggling in the same way that I was. Basit was not either male or female, and Jonathan didn't know how to be attracted to someone that was both slash neither, you know? And and Jonathan learned in the end. You know, he saw past all of that, or he learned to love it, you know, or both. I mean, whatever it was, Jonathan adjusted and, um, and, and I think we've all adjusted 
throughout this season. And that is, it's just truly, it's an accomplishment. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, the fact that I had a crush on Remy this whole time blows my mind. I've, I've never, ever had a crush on a guy who slept with other guys. Ever. I've never had a crush on a guy who moved like that and talked like that. I mean, these, these people have, um, changed me, you know, they've really changed me and my friends, you know, I, unlike these other podcasters, don't have friends to sit and do a podcast with, not because I don't have friends, you know, I have lots of friends, but I do not have any friends that will watch this show with me. (laughs) I mean, they, they do not, nobody gets it, you know? Um, and I've been really trying to explain to people, like, this ep- this season has transcended um, a show that I already loved, Are, Are You the One, has transcended um, reality TV and has done it so tastefully and so beautifully. And, you know, sometimes things come together and they're just magic, you know, and this will never be replicated. I mean, whether we have another bycast um, or whatever the plans are for the future, Are You the One? Like, this this season has hit its, like, this is the apex of the world of Are You the One? It's never getting any better than that, and there's a beauty and a sadness in that. Um, but I, I truly, deeply love these people, um, and I'm sorry that I became an insane, like, Stan. I mean, now I understand. I I don't really love millennial terminology for the most part, but I do understand the need for that word because, um, you know, these days it's so easy to stalk and it's, and your fandom and stalking, it's just such a fine line. So I stand the hell out of these people. I really do. Um, this season has got me wanting to like, like drive up to New York and do watch like a live showing with them. I really want to talk to them. I think that there have been a lot of really great interviews, but I still have more questions, um, and I still want at them, you know, I want to ask the questions, um, that, that I still feel, you know, need to be answered, but, uh, ultimately just everything I've heard has been, you know, all of the podcasts, all of the people online, you know, the reaction has been really consistent. We all, we all are moved, touched, and changed by this season. Um, and we all love them for the right reasons. And, and everyone who's been a part of this knows how significant it has been. So, um, having said that, I don't know that there's really anything else for me to say. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to do another podcast, um, on this, you know, I, I really particularly would like to, if anyone, um, I would really like to meet Jenna and do an interview with her. And I would really like to meet Remy and do an interview with him. Um, and you know what? I would actually love to meet, um, Nor and do an interview with her. And, and for some reason, those three, and then I would say Basit, um, would be the ones I would really want to talk to and dig in a little bit more. Um, and then maybe Kylie, because I just feel like I don't know her at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think that these images, as 
I think Max said, you know, they're going to be captured forever. So even if someone, the child that they're hoping would watch this and like learn that they're okay with who they are, is not old enough to watch this show yet. You know, the fact that it's been caught on film, um, it's there, that it's there forever in posterity for that person. And I think that he's absolutely right. This season is going to live on. It's going to be iconic. It is already iconic. And I will also say that, um, sorry, I I did want to add real quick that we're going to see a lot more of this. We're already starting to see more in terms of reality shows and other shows, you know, representing um, a more sexually fluid, uh, I guess, population. And even in Bachelor in Paradise right now, which is airing at the exact same time, Bachelor in Paradise literally airs Monday nights from 8 to 10, and then I wait an hour, (laughs) and then Are You the One comes on. So these are airing together. Yesterday was one of the episodes, so one of the, the, um, characters on Bachelor in Paradise is this girl, Demi, who I have loved forever. She was just a really funny character. Awesome, hilarious person. She was kind of like the villain-ish, but not really. She's one of those, like, you know, said it, said it like it was, pissed off the other contestants to a certain extent, but like the audience loved her. So she's right up there with some of my favorite Bachelor um, people of all time. And so this season, she apparently has been dating a woman back home, and she's realized that she's bisexual, and came on the show to try to explore and find out what she wanted, and she started dating this guy, Dylan, um, or is it Derek? Derek? Who I've always loved. Derek, I think. Um, I always thought he was really good looking, and uh, now it turns out, on top of it, he's also wonderful and funny and smart, so I'm, I'm crushing on him as well, but... Anyhow, they are showing this journey of her sort of coming out to Derek and coming out to her friends, and she talks about how she came out to her family, and she's sort of reevaluating her relationship and realizing that, like, even though she's away, she still loves this woman and blah, blah, blah. So I guess as Are You the One is airing, Bachelor in Paradise is also doing a bisexual storyline for the first time, pretty much. And yet, for whatever reason... I don't find it compelling, and it's not because Demi isn't compelling, because she is. You know, she's always been one of the most compelling people on that franchise, but um, for whatever reason, the way that Bachelor in Paradise is filmed, it's just, it has not had the magic and has not captured, um, has not captured the subject matter with nearly as much, um, I don't even know what's the missing ingredient. There's just, like, something special missing. Um, and so for that reason, I just want to say that this season of Are You the One, this cast has uh, just really transcended what this was and could have been, and they have blown us all away. And so for that, I love them all, um, for their courage and who they have always been, and for Kai opening his shirt to us and to the world and showing us his needles for Jenna, you know, falling for him, um, for, for Paige coming out on TV, you know, for, for Nora talking about her story, for Justin opening his heart, for Max coming, you know, fully out of the closet and coming to terms with who he was and allowing himself to truly love a man, like, all the way. I mean, 
I could go on and on, you know, for Basit, just like being Basit and making us all just fall to our feet and bow down to the amazing glory that is Basit. I mean, I keep waiting for Oprah to call up Basit and, and like just hire them to, I don't know, be an advisor or just like someone to hang around with. I just feel that Oprah and Basit need to meet. Um, but anyway, I, I'm, you know, for, for Kylie and the way she just like, um, just emanates sweetness for Danny and, and his just like honest vulnerability and just such beautiful way of articulating, you know, how he's feeling for Nor being like the asshole, just terrible character that we all can't stand. But then taking a turn and becoming, unlike in other seasons, again, where I talked about where there were totally unredeemable characters who just remained unredeemable throughout the series or maybe even got worse, nor has won us over, has made us love her, you know? I just, I, I, I really can't say enough. Um, I stand these fucking people so much. I've never talked or thought about queerness curiosity <laughs> so much in my life. Um, I was, you know, I have been talking about Are You the One and posting about Are You the One so much that I have started to get articles like, you know, curated for me or like, so now I'm starting to get Facebook is sending me articles like they is the here to stay, get over it, you know, which I then posted and shared with my friends. Um, I really, really just want you guys to know that this is more than having touched the people who are queer and who are learning to accept themselves. You have, you have truly um, made me fall in love with you. Um, and in falling in love with you, I think that I have become a little bit queer myself. Like, I feel a part of the, your world. Um, and I don't even want to say your world. I feel just like our world. I just... Um, I'm truly getting like emotional right now about how well this cast has accomplished what they set out to do, which is to, I think as Remy said, you know, we're people and we exist and we deserve to be seen. And I just think, you know, you came, we saw you, but we didn't just see you. We fell in love with you. Like in episode one, you guys won us over and I continue to tell your stories to everyone that will listen to me as much as they look at me like I'm a freak that I'm like obsessing so much about a reality TV show. Um, I really want to work on a compilation video of like the most beautiful mind changing, <laughs> just, uh, I don't know, like wokeness expanding moments of this season. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone. Thank you for for doing this. And MTV, ugh, I do not want to see a season with fucking twins. Like, that's going to be so annoying. I think that, I mean, if you want to do that and just, like, maybe you've realized that you've already reached the height of all, <laughs> all you're ever going to reach with Are You The One, so you're just going to go straight for the bottom. I guess go for it. But, again, I would I would implore you to continue to seek out people who are inspiring individuals and not turn the show into a gimmick. You know, I think that it cheapens what you were trying to do here by having a bi, a bi cast. 
um, by following that immediately with like a twin thing, it makes it seem like, oh, well, that one was a gimmick, so now we're doing another gimmick, as opposed to saying, you know, it's a natural progression to make this show become a show that is a, a sexually fluid, gender fluid show, and, you know, without being necessarily, I mean, I, I suppose that does, um, exclude those who are not. But I think what I've learned from this is that, you know, we're all on a spectrum and I, I don't know. I just feel like this is where we need to keep it. We need to keep this, this season, or sorry, we need to keep Are You The One in this space. Um, so that's all I'll say. I love you all again. If you're a cast member and you would like a really heartfelt, insightful interview, um, I promise if I interview you, I promise to listen to all of the other interviews that you've had before um, so that I never ask you a question that you've answered already, number one. Number two, um, I promise to always come at you with just love and respect. Number three, um, I want to give you a platform to say whatever is important for you. So I have absolutely no agenda. I mean, there's things that I'm curious about, but mostly I just want you to be able to tell your story. Um, and number four, I'm not going to concentrate on the, you know, oh, what happened in the house? And do you guys eat pizza? And like, you know, what's the food like in the house? Like all that stuff. I don't give a shit. I want to know who you are. I want to know what you do for a living in the real world. I want to know how you got here. I want to know, you know, how you're feeling. Like, just whatever you need to say. Um, I was really blown away. I saw a quick interview, or not a quick interview, I saw a quick moment within an interview with Jenna where she said that she's actually about a year clean from a terrible drug addiction that she had for four years. I mean, I was like, holy shit, as much as we think we know Jenna, like, you add that on top of, like, she's so effervescent and brilliant and lovely and loving. I mean, she's been my favorite, one of my favorites from the beginning, and she has continued to just shine brighter and brighter as the season has gone on. And then to find that out, that extra layer, like, wow, like, damn, I need to know more about that. I want to know, I want to know about her. I just want to know her better. So anyway, um, also realizing that you guys may actually want some fucking privacy, <laughs> And you may not want to tell the whole world everything about you. You've done your part. So let me just say, you don't owe anything to any of us. Um, you don't have to say anything you don't want to. And um, we do not have a right to your lives. I know you all came out here for a purpose to, to change the world and to change lives. And you've done that, hands down. So if you want to retire from here on out and don't answer you know, any of your Instagram posts or whatever, <laughs> like, I would not, I would not, uh, you know, resent that on anyone's behalf in the least, so, anyway, but if anyone wants a platform and they want somebody to talk to, um, I would, I would be happy to do that, so, there we have it, um, I just want to say thank you again to the cast, to MTV, I guess I'd like to add, if there's any MTV producers, directors, cameramen, like anyone that wants to talk about this, um, Terrence, uh, Dr. Frankie, you know, I, I would love to talk to you guys. I don't know if you're contractually allowed to do any sorts of interviews, but 
And I guess I'll say one more thing because I assume that the uh, the live like follow up show or whatever is not out yet or hasn't been filmed yet. So I would just ask everyone to, I hope, um, keep it keep it elevated. You know, stay classy, keep loving each other. You know, don't don't get all trashy and stupid um, in the after show. And I hope that we can see that in real life this magic is, is continuing. And it seems like from Instagram, there's a lot of love there. So, or from Twitter. So I I hope this is all continuing. All right. That's it. This is Shani signing out. I'm going to go, uh, get a life. (laughs) All right. Bye.